With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, October 27th, and we are here trying to help you solve your life's mysteries. All of them. I mean, not mystery of like, who am I, but what should I do next? Or should I take that new job? Or should I really buy another house with interest rates this high? Or when can I actually think about retiring or slowing down? All those big questions, those big mysterious questions, we got answers. Mark and I are both certified financial planners. That means that we are in the business of listening to what's going on in your life and helping you understand what your choices are. That's it. Nothing more than that. It's not that mysterious, okay? If that you find yourself in one of those situations or anything that's kind of bugging you about your financial life, go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. You just complete the form. And if you want to join us live, there's a little check mark. Do it. While you're on the website, check out our subscription service called Jill on Money Live. That's access to quarterly live webinars and lots more cool bonus content. We also have the free weekly newsletter. Mark does a good job of compiling that every Friday. So today you would be getting your free weekly newsletter. And Mark does all that work. So don't let him do that work for nothing. All right, let's do some emails. Oh. Boy, I'm already upset about this email, Mark. This is like the one that'll make me nutty. This is from Norma, who says, I would like to put my children on our property deeds, and I have a small pension getting. She must mean her small pension earns 5%. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what this means. I have a small pension getting 5%. I want to know if I can move it to a different form using the stock market without getting hit hard by taxes. I don't know if you are receiving your pension or you're saying you have a pension plan or a 401k and I need more information before I give you advice. But for everyone listening, if you have a pension or a cash balance plan or something like that, and you've stopped working at that organization, you can roll it over into an IRA rollover account, which would allow you to invest in different things than just fixed accounts. There is risk in doing that, of course. So I don't want to say that you should do that. I'm just saying that is available to you. I would very much warn every single person who has this same thought that Norma put down in writing. I would like to put my children on our property deeds. Do not do that. I don't know why people are thinking about this. This is a terrible idea. When you do that, when you transfer ownership to your kids while you are still alive, you are transferring your own cost basis in that property to them. Meaning that If you die and you bought that house for 25 grand, the kids, if they want to go sell it, it's as if they bought it for 25 grand. So don't do it. And I know that there's someone saying, oh, no, I want to keep my house out of this. I I want to be able to qualify for Medicaid. Before you make that decision, give us a call because I think that many people do these transfers during life not realizing that they probably aren't going to actually lose their house if something bad were to happen and that 
Medicaid in general is something they may not even qualify for. So please get in touch with us if that is something that you're feeling, okay? Next, this is from Jen. I'm scared about adding more money to my brokerage account and my 401k. I have stocks in my Roth IRA, which are down. I could put uh, an additional $20,000 into my 401k this year, but should I? The answer is yes. I don't know how old you are. You didn't say that. If you are freaking out, you know what? You should be freaking out because last year was a terrible year. This year is not such a hot year. It's good. I mean, the stock market is up, but bonds are down. But the honest to goodness truth is, you give me the alternative as high interest savings and CDs. That is not the answer. All of you people who are thinking about this, gang, this is market timing. You don't want to be the person who says, oh, yes, I got 5% for exactly 14 months. Then the stock market took off, the bond market recovered, and I was not part of that. So I would be very careful about putting money into cash and hoping that you will find the exact right time to put the money elsewhere because you won't. And the other question about what about purchasing gold and other precious metals? No. How about that? Is that is that a, a clarifying answer? All of these questions are about fear of market volatility. And I get it. It has been volatile. But still, even today, the reality is that stocks are up over the last year. They're not up as much as they were, but you know, I'm just looking right now as I talk to you here, the it over the last uh, year, stocks are up 10, 12% and you know, if you owned the Nasdaq even more. The bonds, they're not so hot. I get it. It stinks, but you know what? You are not in the business of picking one thing versus another. All right? Okay, this is from David, who says, I love this show, and I'm hoping you can give me a general midlife checkup. My wife and I are 40, and we've got a seven-year-old. Our income is about $360,000 per year combined. We have a $22,000 car loan, and oh my God, $175,000 in student loans at 6.8%. Yowza! Cash is about seventy dollars in an emergency fund. 25 grand for future expenses. Oh, brother. $170,000 is on the sidelines, but to be put to a combination of brokerage and student loans. Investments in brokerage account, 90 grand. Retirement, 375, all pre-tax. We bought a house, 1.1 million. We owe a million. Our daughter has two 529s, one funded by us, one funded by my parents. In the account funded by us, she's got 10 grand. In the account funded by my parents, she has about 30 grand and they contribute about $700 a month. We have life insurance and wills, though we are in the process of updating everything. Our goal is to retire at age 60. Each of us maxes out our 401ks. Given the new expensive house, we're no longer saving that more than that. What do you think? Mark, I'm going to just put a, a red line under a couple of things. $22,000 car loan, $175,000 in student loans at 6.8%. They have $170,000 on the sidelines. They have $90,000 in their brokerage account. What do you think I'm going to say to this? Unless there's something he's not telling us, like some sort of forgiveness, but I figured he would have mentioned that. Uh, all $170,000 should be going right at the student loans. Absolutely. This is insanity right now. First of all, you're in a high tax bracket. So let me be clear. For you to clear a 6.8% return on your money, you would have to kill it. 
and I don't know if you're going to kill it. So how about the fact that you have a 6.8% return after tax with zero risk? And that to me is a damn good deal. So I am paying off those student loans. And unless your debt on the car is 0%, that's next. You could just sell some of the investments in the brokerage account and get debt free. And now you can crank on your savings. So, you know, we always play these games with ourselves. Okay. You say, oh, well, I have this money. It's, it's, it's over here. It's in cash. But then I have, this. it's all the same money. It's all the same money. And so once you have this, this paid off, you have your brokerage account. It's fine then you can start really focusing on retirement savings. And then maybe that goal of 60 could work. But you know what? If you're maxing out your 401k and that's already happening, then you can turn and put that money into your brokerage account and really crank on your total savings. This is another example of somebody who doesn't want to touch the brokerage account. I'm not sure why people have that fear. I really don't. I said it last week. I don't get it. I mean, who wants to? I mean, sure, you you want to see it grow and grow and grow, but I, I just completely depleted mine. But that's why I've been saving all along, you know. So it's it's there when I need it, right? And it's it's even especially worrisome when you have somebody who has a six. I mean, it, it would have been a harder decision, Mark, in years past if someone said, "I have two point nine percent student loans." Then I can be lured, right? I can be lured into it. But 6.8, come on, dude. That's like my new mortgage. Uh, It's amazing. It really is amazing. Uh, Last question from Kathy about uh, my recent column about estate planning. Um, The question was how a revocable trust can complicate things. We thought about it for transferring our home to our son and distributing inherited money over time. Are we looking at it the right way? We used a paralegal firm to create our will and they can create trusts. First of all, A home in a trust is not an easy thing. And this is exactly the issue that I ran into, which is someone was trying to put a home into a trust and, you know, pulling that out of the estate. What does that mean? It means that once that happens, then there are tax consequences. So I'm not sure why you would want a home in a trust anyway. I just don't get it. And when you die, just let the pass, you know, let the property pass unless you want to have fractional shares of the property pass to different people in your family. That's the only reason I would put a house into the trust. Most of the times it can complicate things because you can have trust assets. That means that you have to then transfer, physically transfer, and that means administratively transfer the asset into the trust. It has to be done before death. There are tax consequences to doing so. So that's why you can be a little bit more complicated. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying I would be making sure that I would want to do it and need to do it most importantly. So, okay, that's it. You know, Mark, I'm really almost done settling my friend Maureen's estate. I can't wait till it's done. You're coming up on the one year of that too. I know. It's amazing. You know what it is to be an executor or a co-trustee? It's just a heck of a lot of administrative work. That's really what it is. And follow-up. And so I I am very honored to serve in that position on behalf of my friend, but boy, it was a lot of work. You know, some people are like, oh, you should take the, uh, uh, you know, you should take the executor fee. It's like usually people will take a, a fee. Like if you had an institution, it would be like two to five percent. I just couldn't do that. It was weird to me, so I don't take a fee. 
So I did it for my love, the love of my friend and her family. And so I hope that they appreciate that. I'm sure they don't. (laughs) Because it's hard to appreciate something unless you've actually gone through it yourself. Anyway, I hope you guys appreciate what we do here. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio, I appreciate him and he appreciates me. He's the executive producer. He is also the king of all things web. We are distributed by, you ready for this, Mark? It's not Cadence 13. It's Odyssey. I changed it now. And we would be delighted if you could leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.